this is your captain Ricky Ricardo All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new edition of the Strict Picks Podcast. I'm Alex. With me, as always, are Ben and Steve. Before we get started, please like, subscribe to this podcast, share it with anyone you know who loves the beautiful game. Also, check us out at swiftkickspod.com for all the latest news, as well as our partners over at Rubens Brews. On this episode, Liverpool lose, so do Man United. Still plenty of rumors swirling around about OGS. Newcastle, the only winless team in the Prem, but a new manager is on the way, supposedly. Eddie, away the lads. Sorry, Steve. Uh, and John Terry joins Twitter and ultimately dominates a bunch of randos on Twitter. Ben, I'm going to start with you today. What stands out to you this weekend from the Premier League? I was really banking on Arsenal to lose. Like, it, all <laughs> out against Arsenal this weekend because Arsenal winning put them above Man United in the table. And I was calling for uh, old boy's head over at Arsenal. So, for me, Arsenal managing to get into the top five is just absolutely absurd with their start. Uh, Man United's troubles are still there. It really comes down to the fact that they can't defend in their final third. Uh, David De Gea probably has the best game of his career while still conceding two goals. Um, <laughs> One that was totally his fault. Don't, don't, yeah. be shit, don't be shitting too hard on Nickelback, Ben. <laughs> we haven't even started there yet, Steve. But uh, no, the the big ones for me again, Arsenal. I had Arsenal, not Arsenal Wenger. I can't remember the coach's name now. But I had Arsenal done and dusted for the year. Arsenal Wenger, yeah, he's coming he's back. back from the dead. He's back. He's come. He's come from FIFA from ruining the World Cups back into the Premier League and uh, pulled them out of the ashes. No, Arsenal. That's scary to me that they are in the top five. How did that happen? You know what I mean? Uh, granted, we're ten games in. Um, that's a big one. Uh, Newcastle. Uh, new coach, same old results. Um, it's still the it's old been, coach. <laughs> it's been wild, man. I mean, the table's still pretty wide open, even from a pessimistic Man United fan right now. We still got a shot, um, but our time's running out, man. January's coming quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Steve. What do you think, Man? You still got a shot at the title? No, I don't or think it's the title. No, I think it's done and dusted. If you if you're asking me, which you are, and it's done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that gets to my my next question. You know, like I said, a lot of a lot of rumors still coming around OGS. Like, is he going to be out the door soon? I mean, I think personally that he's been saved over the past couple of two games. There was rumor that there were after that drubbing by Liverpool that the next three games after that were going to basically decide his fate. Uh, he won two of them, but yeah. lost to City. Uh, the two wins, I think, were a lot on the backs of some very good performances yeah. from Cristiano Ronaldo. So is he saving yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I, I, just reaffirming how dusted it truly is. I mean, <laughs> United have lost four this season in, in 11 games. Hmm. So, And Chelsea, who are top of the table, have lost one. If you're telling me, I mean, normal, I, I think a normal number of losses that you see at the end of a season for a title-winning side is probably like what? maybe four or five i was gonna say five five was the yeah. number i had in my head do united look like another team who are only gonna lose one more team one more lose one more time the rest of the no. season no so the chances for the title i think are gone no they I, they are gone but top five top four top four, i mean that's definitely still that's everything's to play for there no doubt but you're right time's running out <laughs> they need to get going Ben, as a Man U fan, where are you with this? I don't know. I think there's plenty of time left, right? Like, things do need to change pretty quickly. We do need to turn this around. I think United need to figure out their their midfield situation. It's really frustrating. They're changing their formation to try and support 
um, they're trying to support the, the problems they're having, right? They went through a 3-5-2, which does suit United, but they couldn't, they still can't defend in the center of the park. Like they, if the ball gets turned over or the ball is in the opponent's hands, like 25, 30 yards out, United are in trouble. It's a shot on target. It's a goal kick or a corner almost every time, if not a goal. So what's happening is the center mids can't defend. Scott McTominay has been a different person since his injury. He's not putting in tackles. He's not challenging the ball. I don't think Fred's the right person to kind of be in there uh, causing all sorts of problems for attackers. And Pogba, it was all right when he was in, when he was, his head was in the game. But like they're they really missing that center of the park midfielder that can kind of be a, a pester to, uh, to attackers. And honestly, at this point, just put in Phil Jones. Put Phil Jones at stopper. We'll make up a position. We'll go back to the stopper. And let someone just be a nuisance at the edge of the box so that easy shots and balls being put in um, aren't happening. They look like a squad that will dominate lesser teams in the league, but will always concede and lose to the better teams in the league. So they're probably, in my opinion, if things don't change, they're you know number six or number eight in the league because they can't they can't stop the big teams from coming in the box. And until it sounds that like changes, a job for Angolo Kante. What was that? I said this sounds like a job for Angolo Kante. Nah. Um, who do you want there then? I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't you know. Have, to have some sort of person in mind. I don't yet. No, I don't. And I don't think Conte is the person either. I th- um, in Conte, uh, I think honestly, Phil Jones, you have people that you can try out there. Scott McTominay should be doing it. It's just out of the norm for him to not be able to put tackles in. Um, no, it's that's it's a great question. I, I don't know what center mids would you guys bring in? It's a defensive know, center mid I'm looking for. You said a pester to you said a pester to uh attackers. I thought Verone, and then I thought Vidal, and I thought Vidal's past it, and then I was like, wait, who's in the Prem doing that now? Ah, Conte. Angola Conte. Maybe, but you're not gonna get him in, no, you're not. in the same league. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not gonna. I know. The guy that's passed it might be your best bet. But Phil Jones, that's his role usually. And you know, he's coming back into fitness. Let's give him a shot. Joshua Kimmich? That'd Maybe. Nice one. Yeah, I mean Rice. he's not gonna he's not gonna Declan Rice is a good shout. Um Declan Rice is probably the best best option out there that might Yeah, be I mean pulling one. somebody from West Ham right now. I don't know how that e- easy that'd be. Do you want Lingard? <laughs> yeah, I guess there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Right. Actually, <laughs> you should be on their football board of directors. <laughs> hey, I am available. I've said yeah. it all along. Um, no, I, I don't know, man. United are in are in trouble. De Gea, man. I don't know how much of the Derby guys saw, but it had like seven or eight stops in the first half that were just out of this world. The first goal was a bit unlucky. Own goal. Eric Bailly kind of half heartedly shanked a clearance out. From yep. inside his six, went in, nothing you could do there. Second goal was really De Gea's fault, but at the same time, uh, Luke Shaw left the man open on the back post like two yards from him, so I think it just surprised him. Right. Um, and the saves he was having, he could have let him four, and we'd still be like, hey, it was a good performance day. <laughs> right. I mean, that that one that went in, though, I mean, that was the own goal, I think, like, which is unfortunate, but the second one just he had to – he has to be kicking himself, I think, because he's the one that sort of let the team down there. But at the same time, I mean, how much of this? Yeah, there's individual errors, but at the same time, how much is it coming down to the what direction they're being given by the manager? That's I mean, five nil with Dean Henderson. Like, right? 
that, you know what I mean? Like he did let that in. And at that point I was just like, Oh, well, that's what happens when you take yeah. so many shots. I, yeah. I am starting to turn on the management. I don't think there's really an answer to a, a much bigger problem going on. The, the solution of um, Cristiano Ronaldo is really not working out, man. Like at the end of yeah. the day. I mean, there's so many people saying that, you know, he's the person that you, you're almost playing with 10 men when you put him in the squad, which is just kind of insane to think, you know, the world's arguably still one of the world's best players. Um, undoubtedly one of the world's best players, but how is he somebody that's actually hampering your team? You know, I think putting three across the back at the beginning of the game was the thing with Harry Maguire, who's clearly not in it right now, needs five games off. And to put him as the person that has to be, you know, holding the line for the defense right now in a Derby game. I mean, granted, he's the, he's the, the captain. He's supposed to be the person that you kind of put this pressure on, but I just felt like he's obviously not ready to be in that role right this second. There needed to be a change of tactics. And we know that Man City like to basically pull you as wide as you can and draw you out when it puts you out of position. And then they have so many, they don't have a, a, a natural striker, so to speak. They play with so many attacking midfielders that they'll come at you and find little holes and spaces. And that's what they did. They just caused trouble. And a lot of like the, the own goal was a goal that came in from across. You know, it was something and it that was, got dragged wide. Right. City, I believe, were passing in the upwards of like 91% mm-hmm. completion rate. And you just got to think about that, right? Against yep. Man United, this team's able to like, maybe not because it's Man United, but it's a reflection of United's ability to defend these teams is that they're connecting on 91% of their passing. That's nuts, right. man. Like they're just slicing them apart. They're controlling the play. You don't have the ball. Uh, I will say if if Ronaldo scores that volley, I don't oh, remember yeah. who was in goal for City, but that was nuts. Ball comes in, left-footed, first-time volley. I, I think you were talking about a different scoreline. I mean, yeah. no no shit, right? <laughs> right, yeah, it would goal. at least be 2-1. <laughs> right. But I think you go into halftime at a t- as a draw with a little bit of optimism and a little bit more of energy. I think, I don't know, man. I think United are, if they are able to keep winning the games they're supposed to win and these games that are kind of questionable, Hmm. I think OGS is probably safe for a little while, but if they start losing against the Norches of the world, that's right. pretty nuts. Yo, do you guys see? Um, speaking of terrible coats, our boy uh, is out Sean of a Dyche? job. No, no. <laughs> Dean. Um, oh, Smith. Dean Henderson. Dean Smith, rather. Dean yeah. Smith. Dean yeah. Smith out of a job. They let him go today. Yep, he's uh, one of. We are after eleven games. A quarter of all Premier League managers have been fired. Uh, we've lost Cisco Munoz, Steve Bruce. Rest in peace. Uh, Nuno, Daniel Fark from uh, Norwich after finally winning a game. Uh, and then, yeah, Dean Smith. That does not make sense. You no. have to imagine at the job fairs when they're advertising Premier League manager positions that uh, job retention is something they probably omit from the brochures. If, uh, if, a, quarter percent of the peop- if a quarter percent of the people are getting Ooh, fired. Steve. Yeah, terrible. Cancel Steve. Anyway, uh, I did see, Steve, that apparently on the top of Aston Villa's list is uh, Steven Gerrard. He's starting to get, I mean, he was linked with Newcastle as well. I think right. I think Steven Gerrard's endgame is the Premier League. I'm probably Liverpool, obviously. Well, right. obvi- I would imagine it's Liverpool, but I think the, I think the, the Premier League is, is probably where he wants to be. So he's been in Rangers. He's been at Rangers now for what? Three, yeah, getting close to three years, yeah, three and a half, yeah, three, three and a half, four seasons almost. So, um, 
it's about that time where and he's been doing some mediocre things up there. So yeah. mediocre. You have, you have to imagine that uh he's sitting top of the table still. I mean he, they won their first trophy, the first bit of silverware for the club, so I guess that's something. But <laughs> um yeah, it makes sense that he's getting linked to jobs. I mean, Newcastle was open and closed. Uh, next one is... Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know. As you well know, Steve, Eddie Howe is now apparently top dog, has made it through the uh, interview process. He was at the game against Brighton for Newcastle with Amanda He's, he's not confirmed? Not 100% confirmed. He's, oh, I thought he was they're, confirmed. They're, I love Eddie Howe. They're working out. Get this, Steve. If he U-turns this, I will laugh so hard. <laughs> the backroom staff he wants to oh, that's gonna, his dude, coaching gonna, staff. They're going to hang him up. It's going to hang him up here. I have to. I kind of have to. If if we want him, we need to do it. And I think uh, part of the issue is actually Graham Jones. There's actually been a little bit of stuff that's come out about him, uh, where a lot of people saying ever since he went uh, as sort of the assistant manager to Gareth Southgate with England, he's sort of got a bit about himself. You know, he's, he's you know, his head's gotten too big almost, and uh, he's not coaching the players in any way, and he's still using Steve Bruce's tactics or lack thereof uh, when it comes to, to how he's I mean, lining up against the teams we were playing for success. You're going to be on. Right. I mean, he, he's on a one game undefeated streak right now. Yeah. Uh, we did tie a nine man team with a goalkeeper that was a center back. So that's very, nice. very good of us. Um, yeah. And we got to talk about our boy Voldemort, uh, John Joe Shelby. Uh, shout out to him for in the 94th minute when there was only nine players on the field and the center back again was in goal. Um, after Newcastle got absolutely robbed, by the way, uh, should have been a red, was a red for the keeper, just knocking down Callum Wilson on his way into goal. Uh, but either way, John Joe Shelby, who normally will take a pop shot from like 35 yards out for absolutely no reason against, you know, like the best Ederson against Man City or something, <laughs> uh, decided to just casually loft the ball into the center of the box in the 94th minute when we had a free kick outside the box mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i digress we still got a point from brighton i guess that's that's worth something but we are the only team in the premier league right now that hasn't got a win uh norwich well done beating brentford who by the way are sort of my shock of of the weekend i mean they i think they've lost three three in a row now um not really doing too great for the bees the bees have been stung but damn yeah, for all those coaches that have been sort of taken around, you know, this this manager merry-go-round, so to speak, I think it's sort of an effect of the Premier League's, you know, the, the overall competitive of competitiveness of it. Um, you know, more clubs kind of see that their managers need to be held to such a high standard. They need to be, you know, at the pinnacle of, of their career almost. Um, but you've got 20 clubs in the Premier League, so that basically leaves the bottom half at the table. Anybody that's you know a manager of one of those clubs, you're pretty much underperforming at this point, you know. So that leaves about 10 managers that are probably on the chopping block. But I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, that's it's cutthroat as anything, and I don't know how successful you can be as a team. I mean, just. We've, we talked about it last episode, but like Nuno, you know, like he's, he's at a team that clearly just isn't in a space to be able to challenge for the top right now. Um, probably not even really in the space to challenge for Champions League spots right now. So why not give him a year, give him a little bit of a budget to spend over a transfer window and, and move on? I mean, instead, they brought in Antonio Conte and they just had a game in which 
they had absolutely they had zero shots on goal. It's strange that Antonio Conte <laughs> was only signed on an eighteen month. Oh yeah, contract. I mean, I, I think we talked touched on it a little bit the last time where he. Um, he was in talks to be Tottenham's manager before they signed Nuno, but there was um, a lot of, he, he basically wanted a lot more control over the club than Daniel Levy was willing to be giving him. Um, I guess that's been worked out enough or basically they said, okay, we'll try you out for 18 months. It's not like we're going to, yeah, sure. We'll let you have the keys to the car for four straight years. You know, I don't want to complain about him too much. Cause I don't know the guy, but Daniel Levy really does sound like the pricks prick. Doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Absolute winner, winner. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to describe him without getting us kicked off of whatever social media platform this is on. So, uh, Daniel Lee, real, real good guy. Right. I mean, we, we heard last week, who was it? Friedel was like, he fined me for selling my jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Just right. like, it just seems like, like you could have a conversation with him and that's like the most you want to go. But then, like, you got to be employed or like working yeah. with him, at, like, you know, working, any of that. It'd just be like, Homeboy uh, does like inventory on toilet squares. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just that's just Daniel. That's how yep. we do things around here. That's just how he is. Um, sort of looking at the table though, uh, Brighton kind of slipped down a little bit. Ben, as you pointed out, I mean Arsenal getting into fifth place is just kind of like <laughs> the, the most amazing thing of the season. Brentford falling fourteenth, Leeds down in fifteenth. I mean, they're not doing too hot right now yeah, either. A tough one. Uh, Leicester, a club that we were having discussions about possibly being, you know, a top six club, twelfth. You know, it's it's going rough for a couple Leicester. of teams. Like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to pinpoint. I haven't been watching as much footy as I've wanted to as of late, uh, but uh, I. To my knowledge, Leicester aren't like you know laden with a bunch of uh, injuries. Yeah, it just seems like the back line just seems to be conceding uh, more than they used to. I don't know, I'm not sure why. But I think it's uh, you know they have Europa League that they're playing in. Yeah. I mean, thrown in a couple games midweek, like they played uh, was Spartak Moscow, mm-hmm. um, tied them. Mm-hmm. Um, before tying leads, they got mm-hmm. Chelsea coming up, and then they got another yeah. Europa League game. Of course, this is all after the international break, but still, you know, some of their players will probably be off doing whatever and coming back mm-hmm. tired. Yeah, you'd have to. I, I mean, it's it's impossible to say how much that influences it, but you mm-hmm. have to you have to consider that it would take some some it has an effect. Yeah. To what degree is on? Can't say, but it definitely has an effect, and maybe it's affecting them a little bit more. Because I don't think Brendan Rodgers. I don't think Brendan Rodgers. Like, I don't think like he's lost any like dressing. I think he's lost. It's not like he's doing something out of the ordinary or something new. Uh, It's just. It, was, it seems like he's doing what he was has always been doing, and it's just for some reason not. It's just like not taking off the season. I don't know if it's just people are getting tired or what, but I don't know. Hey, how long are we giving uh, Claudio Ranieri before we start criticizing him? <laughs> Watford are still. <laughs> I don't think Ranieri will be employed by the end of, until by the end of the season. You think he'll finish the season, or you think he'll? he'll... No, I think I don't think he will finish the season. If I wasn't clear that. He will be fired before the end of the season. <laughs> I don't know. I don't that. want that to happen. 
but I think that the universe will make that so. They've started scoring goals under him, um, but they've also started conceding more. So, like, watching Watford, their plays opened up a little bit, and they seem to be a little bit more dynamic going forwards. Um, they've got a couple players. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. An attacking mid that's been really uh, threatening. And they seem to have the freedom moving forwards, but they keep con- they've just started conceding goals on the tail end of that. So, like, for me, I think Watford are are kind of just going to stumble downstairs, and I think they're going to be in the bottom three before too long. I don't think it's going to be Burnley that get out. I think Newcastle will find a way to scrape out of that bottom three, and it's going to be uh, Watford falling down there. But, Steve, I, I think he's – you think he's going to be gone on his own own free will by the end no, of the year, or you no, think, think he's walking out? I think – no, he wouldn't walk. I don't think he's going to walk out. I think he's going to be fired. Maybe. Yeah. Alex, are you optimistic about Newcastle's position on the table? Uh-huh. Not last. We're not last, but uh, we are the only team, as I said, that doesn't have. Uh, a but win you are tied with last. We are tied with last. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true. Thank you, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what you were saying about how Watford probably not having the squad to sort of carry them through to the end of the year is the slight hope I think right now. But we're five points behind them already. You know, like. That's a it's five points from safety, basically. Um, you know, you, you think that would the, the normal target I think for everybody is that you gotta get to about 40 points. So we gotta make up 35 points in basically 20 games. Uh that's gonna be it's gonna be a task for us. The one saving grace, of course, is <laughs> if Eddie Howe 100 percent confirms and commits, then we've got somebody. We've got somebody we can start building around. Hopefully, the players are like, okay, new person in. Let's listen. Let's listen to his tactics. Somebody that actually believes in tactics and seems to really understand them. Let's go forward with that. And then, of course, in the January transfer window, we are going to have a boatload of money to spend. It's going to be hard to attract people. I 100 percent understand that, but I think we're going to be a team that's going to be able to bring in somebody, something that's going to just help us out a little bit. Um, frankly, it's for me, it's midfield and another solid striker. Uh, you know, you can figure out anything after that. Um, but optimistic, no. <laughs> Cautiously, uh, I don't know, cautious? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we could sneak out of this. And probably come about 16th this season. I think that's that's a win. So that's do you think win. that Graham Jones, I know you briefly touched on this, but do you uh, think Graham Jones' shot to like show he could have this job has come and gone? Absolutely. I think I mean, fair credit to him. Like, I mean, he's in he's in such a terrible position, right? Like he he wasn't gonna just all of a sudden turn the club around and make it like this goal scoring machine that was gonna you know rule the world um and neither was neither is eddie howe when he comes in but he, he's it's going to take time but i think he's got at least a vision for the club i think graham jones like i was kind of alluding to he just you know he was he's put up a very defensive team against all in all the games that he's played um and it's like you had nothing to lose frankly if you lost all three games i think we'd be like okay you know <laughs> like shock um but he and he he could have just put forward a very forward-minded attacking team. Try three in the back. Try five midfielders. You know, do something just a little different. 
show us, you know, that we can play attacking football. And he just never, he never did that. Um, so I think to me, that kind of seems like that's the mentality at the training ground. And, you know, I think he, he loves the club. Like I, he's a local guy and he loves the club and everything. So maybe he should still be part of it, but I don't know that he should be like the right hand man of Eddie Howe. And I don't think Eddie Howe wants him to be that way. So that could be a little bit of a dust up sort of coming down the road. Um, Let's see how that plays out. You got a clean house. Yeah, you do. You know, and that's that's part of me. I'm hoping that with this international break, like a lot of stuff is going to get done. Like the I, I'm on the side of the management, the new management right now. That they, I think this deal got you know passed through very very quickly, and they're just like, oh wait, uh, let's start interviewing some coaches. Like, we almost had Unai Emery apparently, Um, but. There's another part of that is Lee Charnley, who was under the Mike Ashley reign as the director of football, has been the direct. I, to my knowledge, is still the director of football. He's still the person that's trying to sell the club to all these managers that were coming in, and he's been trash at selling the club for the past 13 years. So why would he be any better right now? Um, we probably could have got Unai Emery. We got very, very close from all accounts. We got so close to the point where the uh, Villarreal had to come out and basically say, um, nah. we, we really hope that he honors our contract, but we know that he could very well go. Um, and yeah, it just, to me, it seems like there was probably one last little selling point that didn't quite get him across the line. And Unai Emery would have been an appointment that would have declared we're ready for champions league football next season. I think you guys being in the bottom three, Yes. Was that deal breaker? I think yeah, if you're 100%. fourth from bottom, you're good there. Yeah. Or um, if we, if Graham Jones had won two of those games somehow, you know, through luck, whatever, he would have been like, okay, you're 17th, 16th. I can build off of that and get you to 10th and then go from there. You know what I mean? But I don't know. A lot of things coming back and forth, uh, sort of almost daily with that club. And it feels like this, uh, this international break is just a time in which the club I think needs to get its ducks in order. Um, it really needs to start looking towards a new director of football. It needs to start looking towards a new like head scout. It needs to really get some of these people lined up. I know that things are probably scarce right now, but we need to get whatever the best is at this moment and start putting plans in place and, and executing. I mean, they've got a little bit of time now, so let's get to it because otherwise we're going to be in the championship. Um, it's going to be, a tough, tough. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at who's in the, who's in the championship right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be Eddie Howe trying to give us a couple tough games against QPR and Fulham. You know, that's basically where we're going to be if if things don't improve in the next couple of weeks very quickly. I mean, I think Villa are in a similar position as Newcastle in the sense of like, all right, who wants to take this beat up car? Yeah, now and fix it up because Villa a five on the trot is not easy to come back from. I mean, the only thing you really get out of a new coach is that sense. The only thing you get out of a new coach is that sense of like, oh crap, I got to save my job, sort of thing from the players, which can Mm -hmm. sometimes bring them out much further. But they're one loss and two teams getting a win each away from being you know third from last in that relegation zone, and that's just crazy. I haven't seen Villa that low in a long time. Right. Right. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, One quick thing to show you guys. Um, So a little bit of a controversy in the Liverpool match. Um, 
Jurgen Klopp, favorite Bond villain of this podcast, um, accusing referee Craig Pawson of making it easy for himself by hiding behind VAR um, after this tackle, which I shall bring up very quickly I'll because we Klopp. can do this now. Just want to let you guys know. Klopp. Bring it on. <laughs> they lose 3-2 to West Ham, right? Yeah. Just want to let you guys know that we are now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook Live, Twitch. We're doing MySpace? Yeah, uh, we're actually you, not on my space. You can search for us, Steve. You're not in my top eight. I gotta tell you that. I want to be. I want to tell you this to your face when you discover my MySpace. I got yeah. like story of the year playing on there, but you're not in my top eight. Yeah, I don't want to be in your top eight. Yes, you do. Shut up. No. Anyway, this is uh, Aaron Cresswell, uh, pretty much full studs up against Jordan Henderson. Um, they got I don't away. Know. Oh, I didn't see this still. Frank. Hey, are you gonna show the foul? <laughs> I'm not gonna foul. Yeah. It looks to me like Henderson has clearly checked someone off the ball, and it's a foul by Henderson. This guy's doing nothing. Henderson wrong. is clearly dancing. And yeah. uh... for those of you just listening, uh, left foot studs on inside of knee. Yeah, all six of those studs are on the inside of Henderson's right knee. How's your ACL? Yeah, that's not looking great. And your MCL. While we're at it. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Jurgen Klopp says that the ref was basically hiding behind VAR. Uh, Wait, nothing. what was it? What was the? What yeah, wouldn't was that the get him judge? sent off? VAR surely helped with this. Did he get a yellow? Uh, it did not. Did he get a yellow either? Uh, I don't think he got a yellow. Gasp. Yeah. Good. About time. Football's not gone soft. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about that, um, I saw. Roy Keane going after a fan uh, after the Man U game. Like fisticuffs? Uh, no, but some like drunk oh. fan came up to his face and was like, you know, yelling names at him or whatever. And uh, Roy Keane was like, oh, what? You've had a couple beers and the, you know, United lost. So you're taking it out on me. And he was like getting up in his face. And I was like, oh, man, Roy Keane's going to murder somebody. Like, <laughs> Sky Sports is going to have to like. <laughs> Cut um, away. Pay, pay out some insurance at hefty <laughs> for somebody's family. Um, yeah, so good to see Roy Keane still, uh, still got about it. it. Still about it. <laughs> what do you will. think the guy was calling? What do you think the guy was calling him? Um, probably, I, probably Roy. Angry can, Santa. Bad Santa. I can tell you exactly if you give me one second. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to know. Uh, this is brought to you by Extends. Uh, yeah, making yep. everything longer. Anything else for that? Um, an absolute prick. An absolute <laughs> yeah, and that, a, that Roy Keane. Yes, yes. Uh, Roy Keane filmed having a furious confrontation with Manchester United fan who called him an absolute prick. Uh, after a derby defeat, Sky Sports pundit blasts, "You've had a few drinks. They got beat, and now you take it out on me." Wait, a Manchester United fan? Yeah. What's the Manchester United fan no, getting mad at Roy Keane about? Yeah, how are you gonna fight Roy Keane? Yeah. That's like the dude trashing John Terry. That's a good segue, by the way. But like, how, what, what's he trying to achieve? Did was Roy Keane bashing yeah. United or something? Yeah, like but if Roy Keane was playing and he like conceded the goals, I'd be like, yeah, sure. This is courtesy of Daily Mail. Um, yeah, this fan just kind of came up to him at Old Trafford, and uh, yeah, there's yeah, exactly. What's that got to do with me? Just getting into a little uh, confrontation. Oh, I'm just saying you're an absolute prick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying you're an absolute prick. How quickly we forget he was like the captain of the greatest United That's squad. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is that? Like, if you're a Man U fan, 
and your team just got beat, you don't go after he's not the one. <laughs> like, no, the pundit that used to play for you isn't the fault. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, Ben, you brought up John Terry. Um he is on Twitter. Um we're also on Twitter at he's Rooster winning Kicks. Twitter for yeah, the record. John, we also have a website. Yeah. Swiftkickspod.com. Yes, absolutely. Favorite please please visit both. Twice. Actually, unfavorite it would be the second time. Favorite it three times. So you put it back in your favorites. Yeah. Also cancel Steve. Yeah. All right. Don't do that. Um then. anyway, John2606 Terry, if you haven't followed him. Um, he came out pretty strong. Um uh, Somebody said uh, a warm welcome to the captain who would have laughed. He's on Twitter. At, yeah. At how his first tweet was, what's are. up, Wayne? Yo, <laughs> and have you not seen this yet, Steve? No. Yet again, no. Steve doesn't follow us on Twitter, which no. is a major problem. Out of the 22,000 fans we have, Steve's not one of them. Steve, this screen share thing is just great go. because I can yeah, tell you perfect. about it. You can get you, you all can bring me all up to speed. Listeners, you- viewers, we're doing this live together. This has absolutely nothing to do with the fans or warm anything like that. Wait, captain. Wait, what? Let me let me read this for you. So somebody, Kevin Peterson, uh, tweeted at John Terry saying, "A warm welcome to a captain who would have laughed his head off at how poor Man United are." Welcome to Twitter, John Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man named David M N U F C, supposedly for Man United Football Club, um, said, "Best make sure wife doesn't follow him." <laughs> I'll let everybody else uh, figure out exactly what that means if you don't know at this point in time. John Terry replied, you're safe, David. Just seen yours on your account. Laughing face pig. <laughs> That's and, John Terry takes the trophy that is Twitter. Yeah, huh. I see over there. Ben Yo, how does he not have a blue check JT one Twitter. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I wish I could see the likes on JT's tweet, but it's cut out in this screenshot. It's like two billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> B. Two, it's the most liked tweet on this. Right. <laughs> Y'all are haters. <laughs> How can you do me like that? Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Um, yeah. So that's that. Um, before we get to uh, possibly a life alert person of the week and uh, where are they now? Steve, what's going on in Scotland? I haven't looked at the table. Have you? Yeah. I mean, I just looked at it before. the Actually, during the pod, to be honest. I've been kind of busy this weekend. Apologies to everyone who has been waiting uh, on the edge of their seat for their premiership uh, updates. Um, still four points behind. Uh, also conceding a couple of goals. Uh, we played... Dundee. Dundee, yeah. We played Dundee. It was 4-2. Kyogo scored two. Jota scored two. Um, Anthony not the Ralston. DJ. Yeah, not the not the DJ. Um, yeah. uh, Anthony Ralston with two, but still continues to be snubbed uh, by the Scottish national team. Don't really understand that, but uh, the world keeps spinning. Um, we play Livingston next. No, we play Aberdeen next. Rangers play Livingston next. That's not good in terms of trying to catch up uh, that four-point gap. Hmm. Um, Livingston, uh, well, we have a hard time beating them home or away. I don't know why, but and Aberdeen seemed to be on a kind of run of form. Ironically, Scott Brown getting on the score sheet at uh, Aberdeen and also helping to really command, uh, drag them to a couple of, of wins recently. Uh, we also kept our European um, knockout stage hopes alive by uh, winning in budapest i think it was 
3-2, I believe. Hmm. Um, yeah, beating Finnish Varos, uh 3-2. Um, but other than that, not much to report uh, from Scotland that I know of just because of, uh, well, I've just been busy this last weekend, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> And this this uh, curtailed Scottish Scottish Premiership report. Scottish Scottish re- Premiership report uh, brought to you by Iron Brew. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two likes have you, easily. Have you guys ever had Iron Brew? By the way, yeah, yes. Yeah. Tastes like bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, not too far off actually. I'll, I'll take that, that on. I had it with my fried Mars bar. So, <laughs> yo, did you ever have battered sausage, Alex? Yeah. I don't think I've had that. I batter my sausage like once a week. <laughs> right, but what about with the fish and chips? <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. Sauce. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna do a where are they now? We're canceled um, so hard. pretty quickly. Yep, and we're banned for life. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen. Um, while I prepare this for you, um, this this uh, I'm going to give you a heads up. It's a midfielder, okay, who is six foot two. It's a strange zodiac sign. I'm going to get you his zodiac sign as we go. Is a Taurus. Mm. So this Taurus, because Steve loves to know if they're compatible Last or not. Taurus is a midfielder. I don't remember that, but carry on. Ask away with your questions. So those of you that don't know that might be just joining us for the first time through Facebook, what it is now, you play along. You have to guess who this is. Alex and Steve will ask questions to try to get hints, and then whoever gets it first wins, and the prize is literally just good job. All right. Um, Are they English? No. Are they currently playing? Nope, they're not currently playing. Did they retire in the 2010s? Whew. That's a loaded question. Kind of like they retired in 2020. Like 2019, 2020 is the last season they, re- they played. Okay. 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 So recently retired. Are they European? Yeah. Are they European? No, they're not. Gasp. They retired from the Chinese Super League. Um, this individual is also um, connected with my favorite peers, The Athletic. Um, so has done some like, writing for The Athletic. Oh, for real? Um, but also is a coach currently. What Chinese team did they play for? Don't tell them that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Did they play? Did they play uh, at that Chinese team? Did they play under a manager? Did you guys go on? Had, go on who had managed a Premier League team? I have no idea. I gotta go okay. pull the whole roster. Did you guys see that the Chinese Super <laughs> League is basically folding—not folding, but like it's just out of money, probably because they yeah, it's out of wildly like overpaid the team, people. <laughs> the team who won the team who won the Chinese Super League, like the most recent, like last season, I guess they've already folded and don't exist anymore. And a lot of teams have been going months without paying their players. I mean, Fernando Torres looks like he's eating all right, so they did okay. Fernando Torres also played in the J League, so fact did check, he? Ben. Yeah, prove it. Prove it. You can't prove it. You're full of it. 
<laughs> was he in the J League? No. Yeah, bro. He was aware that anyway. This person started a professional career out in Belgium. Global? Is that right? Re- retired no, in Sagan, to- Sagan Tosu, which the is team. in the J League. My guy. Was he in China before that? <laughs> no, he was at Atletico before that. All right, never mind. I was mistaken. Steve Stovino, good job. Stovino. <laughs> Wait, did I get the good job? Did I just win? No. Uh, uh-huh. Fact checking me is uh, part of the job, and we don't reward <laughs> people for doing the bare metal. Um, the so yeah, this uh, center midfielder at six foot two oh, yes. started out in Belgium at a, a small club. Marwan Fellaini. Fellaini. Nope, way off. He's not European. Oh, it's Axel. Vitzel. Read a book. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll stop. And guessing. then retired from there. Uh, majority of his caps came from a Premier League team. Were they from Man United? No, but it was a Manchester team. Did you it's say not, what did you say about Belgium? What was the thing you said about Belgium? It's not first Garano, is it? Nope. First club this midfielder played for oh. was a Belgian team called Beveren. Uh, at 230 caps with 59 goals, this person played at the other team in Manchester that we don't talk about in the podcast because I hate them. Fernandinho? Nope. This uh, gentleman is also from the Ivory Coast. It's not Yaya. No. Is it Yaya Torre? Yaya Torre. Colo Torre. <laughs> <laughs> Start guessing all the Torre. The only yeah. reason I knew was because I looked at Ben's eyes. Ben was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm let you guess. He's uh, sitting on 38 years old. Started out. He had quite the career. Um Went from Beveren to Donetsk, Olympiacos, Monaco, Barcelona, Man City, Olympiacos again, and then Kingdao Hongai. If I said that wrong, I apologize. Hmm. Please feel free to call me and correct me. Um, but it does look to me like that's quite the career. 101 caps for his international team at the Ivory Coast. Currently is an assistant manager in Russia at Akhmat Grozny. Can I get my good job? I think you nailed that. Good job. I did nail it. You're welcome. Yeah. Alex just gave me a good job. Great job. Thanks. Great job, everyone. Yeah. Where are they now? They keep coming. Yeah, I, to- I thought he was taller than 6'2", to be honest. Yeah. It's just a lot of short players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are you guys ready for me to get to that? I don't know, man. Oh, no. What else are you going to say to that? Like, uh, um, Yeah, yeah. 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 Torre. I think Polish um, is an assistant at Leicester with Brendan Rodgers, isn't he? Because he was assistant at Celtic. Colo Torre? Col- Did I say yeah, yeah, yeah again? No, I was oh, asking. No, nah, no. Nah. Col- he said, Col- he said Colo. Colo. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Colo's at Leicester with, with Brendan. That explains their recent run for him. All right, today, you guys ready for a life alert person of the week? Yeah, absolutely. Is it OGS? I've fallen. And I can't get up. We're sending helps on the way for uh, whatever her name is. Um, but life alert person of the week this week is Marisa Du. Uh, Marisa Du has started his career in punditry. Uh, was recently <laughs> televised with Jamie Carragher, who was he uh, thought when photo- he played for Rangers. He was photographed um, googling who Marisa Adu was. Um, because he didn't know who he was. So he was looking at Adu's <laughs> <laughs> looking at Adu's Wikipedia page to try to figure out why he knew who he was. Carragher had no clue. Um, which so poor Marisa Adu, that's where he is. He's now a pundit. Uh, but he has fallen because no one knows who he is anymore. 
That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's gold. This uh, is on TV for for CBS. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I know. Literally so, on so his, quick on his bringing this stuff up. It's crazy. <laughs> on his iPad, <laughs> like in front of people. Like someone was like, "Yo, let me get a shot of that." Oh, I love the fact that it was Micah Richards who's also <laughs> on the show. Took pictures yeah, of Carragher cool. looking at the information and then put it up. <laughs> oh, Poor just, just, just to so Carragher was looking this up. Yeah. So yeah, his co-host was looking up who Marisa Do was and his, who was his co-host who was sitting next to him. Yes. Yeah. I don't there know. Uh, Do you think he's just being funny? No. No. I don't. I haven't seen the context. Like I can't. T- like here, I'll give you the context. You ready? Yeah. Context me up. I guess. I mean, bringing Steve up to speed. Um, yeah. Dot com. If a car company would like to sponsor us, we can. This uh, podcast is beneficial because it. Yeah, this is um, know, along with brought you, to you by uh, CBS Sports Golazo. Thank you to them. Is this your official account made that too? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bands. <laughs> That's what happens when you're famous at like 14 for the wrong reason. You know he's pissed. Like that's so embarrassing. I can't. I can't tell if they're being serious. Because nah, like surely are. he knows his co-host's name. He did. But he was probably trying to figure out why he was there. It was Micah who set you up to say. I think we should know. Yeah. Always a skeptic, Steve. Things aren't always as they seem. I don't believe everything I see on the internet. You guys should probably know this is the first episode that Steve hasn't worn his tin hat. Um, <laughs> he just is an absolute conspiracy theorist. Um, yeah, chew that gum that you don't have in your mouth. Um, uh, uh, Ben, uh, since, since you've been to a U.S. men's national team game, uh, as a member of the media, uh, we got some World Cup qualifiers coming up playing Jamaica. Uh, who are we gonna and... lose to and draw to next? Yo, yeah. next week, Friday night, and 9 10 p.m. Eastern Mexico. time, Mexico, Mexico, USA. Big game. What are we doing? I think that's our trash take as well. Let's take scores on that. Um, Silvino has been, I don't know. He's Mexico back. 2, I, USA 1. You think the U.S. will score a goal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Pulisic is back in the squad, right? So Pulisic's fitness has been kind of crummy since uh, yeah. since COVID, man. He hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, and I, I, you know, Tuchel's been in the press saying he's a little worried about his fitness. Tuchel's also been in the press complaining about these uh, yeah. these international breaks. But two one Mexico is what you're saying, Alex. What are you taking? Uh, you know, the U.S. has been on a run of form against Mexico lately. I'm going with a one nil win it's in Nevada. Cincinnati. It's in Nevada, isn't it? Uh, TCQ or TC- TQL Stadium or whatever Cincinnati, in Cincinnati, Nevada, same thing, right? Yeah, I mean they're actually not the same thing, not even close. <laughs> oh, they moved it. It was really originally supposed to be in Nevada. Well, yeah, good for them. Does, does that change your your outlook in the game? A Cincinnati? little bit. Um, I mean, I said that they should. The U.S. Men's National Team should have their their stadium in in Columbus, but I agree. With you. Close I think you should base it out of the Midwest. And it's going to be cold, and I think that I mean that's going to be new for everyone because they're all coming to Cincinnati to play in this game. But I think uh, that does change my thoughts on it because I was going to say it was three nil Mexico, but now I'm thinking it's going to be a one all draw. Yeah. Okay. One all draw. I got a one nil win. Steve's got a two one win. Steve, do you want to re- two one win for Mexico? That? 
Oh, two no win for Mexico. My bad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah Mexico uh, is coming with this. You sure you don't want to amend, Steve? Because you did have Liverpool being beat oh, by yeah. West Ham at one point, and then you called bet you called it back, and you said it would be a draw. So two two draw, and it was three Classic two. Classic Steve. Yeah, I was close, man. But close don't win football matches. No, no, I don't. Um, so that was part of our trash takes brought to you by one eight hundred got junk. Um, let's look. I guess we can look really far ahead if we want. Do we want to do pre, pre next post uh, international break Premier League hot takes? So the next Prem's trash takes is that what you mean? Yeah, or do we, should we? Let's wait till next week. Let's, let's, let's pause on those. England's yeah. playing behind closed doors for the next two games. Yeah, which is kind of exciting. I think um, our favorite physio is looking to get back on the show as well. I'll let him know that he's got to put pants on because it's televised. I did see him on the field today in the Watford game, um, and his beard is horrendous under that god awful mask. I'll tell him that when we see him next too. Um, uh, oh yeah, these are the games that England have to play behind closed doors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Albania, Albania, and San Marino. Packed house either way. Just saying, <laughs> absolute sold out as you see. You know thing there uh brooksy got left out of the u.s squad i think it's about time i think that's going to help the u.s there um but i think the rotating door at the u.s of injuries and lineups is going to get a get a get the best of them if they don't walk away with at least two wins out of the three games from this international break burhalter needs to be out watching um game day two weeks ago you guys know when they're at the college football games espn's there like early in the morning and everything like that yeah so Uh, steve they, so they go to like a stadium of the week, if you will. I think it was in wherever UCLA were playing out of Cali. Um, and there was a sign just in the crowd that said Burhalter out. And I just thought it was brilliant. So whoever made that sign, shout so out to So a football you. game, an American football game, a college yeah, game? Yeah, college they had football Berhalter. game at like 8 a.m. on ESPN. Someone that's, that's, really wanted to get that in there. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, I think there's going to be if they don't walk away with two wins out of these three games, I think they need to make that change right now because otherwise they're looking at this same inconsistent run of form going into they the won't. World Cup. They won't though, probably not. But I also think Canada are well positioned to come through and and bag some points um, heading out of this international break too. And I think Canada might be like a, a future dark horse, a trash, trash, trash take for the next World Cup as Canada makes it out to the knockout stages of the World Cup for the first time that I can ever think of. Um, so we'll see what comes, though. I think CONCACAF has a lot going on right now. Speaking of new coaches, did you guys see uh, Xavi going back to Barcelona? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say we can't uh, let that go. No, we browsed right over that one. Mm. Uh, thoughts? I think he's another Frank Lampard. Okay. This is he's the sign, be by fired the way. In- yeah, you found the sign? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. Vanderbilt, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. I dude, I was watching it and I was like, does that say fire Berhalter? Yes, it does. Yeah. And then sure enough, I saw it turn later on. Um <laughs> so the way to go. Look at soccer making a comeback. That's also yeah. your MLS coverage, by the way. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Zavi at Barcelona. I don't know, man. I, I was talking about this with a buddy over the weekend, and it's one of those only thing that can happen is it breaks your heart. I mean, right. look at what's going on with Solskjaer. It happened with Lamps. Gerrard's not back at Liverpool yet, but I don't think he's ever going to get to because Klopp has just you know taken that team to such high places. I wouldn't want to go in after Klopp. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with your logic there, Steve. I think it's going to be tough 
to go in and do anything with that club. What they got to be ninth position or something like that right now. Ninth place, and they just blew a three nothing lead over yeah. Celta Vigo. Barcelona three nothing a... before the break, and then yeah, tied three, three, three goals in the second half. Yeah. Barcelona is a poison chalice at the moment, and no person is immune to it, even someone like Xavi. What fixes it? What's the antidote to that poison? They need to uh, get rid of that marketing team that keeps yeah, <laughs> slandering their team. I'm out of a job if we get rid of them. Just saying. <laughs> I am <Not>. Barcelona's varsity. <laughs> what is uh, the solution to that problem? Well, the solution would be a, a, a time machine. Uh, yeah, they needed to not play or pay out players so far deep into yeah. their contracts. Uh, that basically makes them poor, unable to actually pay anybody currently. Yeah, um, they're that, basically that, that like they're paying out pensions on people that aren't even in the team anymore. Yeah. Basically, that's that, essentially that's how that works. It's not hundred percent how that works, but like that's that's what's happened. And like, They've, what are Barcelona going to do with their, like their striking option? Like, like Sergio Aguero is now out for three months minimum. Martin Braithwaite, Bratwurst, he's out. Uh, until 2022 they've loaned out Griezmann back to Atletico um Depay doesn't really play as a striker he's more like behind the striker like maybe sitting center forward at like the furthermost he gets up the pitch so they are looking for anybody who's got shooting boots uh to come in and try and help them out uh and pay them money that they don't have to do so um I don't know I don't know the answer to that question. What what's what's the antidote to the poisoned chalice? I don't know. Uh, I think La Liga buried them, man. Like you got to think they were struggling to pay the staff to keep the stadium open for games, right? That was Barcelona like six months ago. Um, it's probably still Barcelona now. Yeah, I'm saying, but that's my point. And now La Liga has basically said, okay, well, your only source of income is winning. So, guess what? <laughs> now that's gone what happens to them yeah. so like i guess my follow-up question to this is like is this the hole that barcelona are just going to be in forever or do you think this no. is something they're going to be able to come away from it won't be forever i think a club like barcelona um i don't it's like i don't think the universe would allow them to fail but I, people probably thought that about Leeds when they went down you know and were down for so long like could think that who could possibly imagine that someone like Leeds would go down and then, but I don't know. I, may, I don't know. It's an interesting concept because you think of teams like, you know, like Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest winning like the European Cup back to back. And now, like, no one, like, you know, anybody who was born in 1985 and later on, they don't know anything about Nottingham Forest, but like, Nottingham Forest, you like used to be like quite the side. Villa used to be quite the side. Celtic used to be quite the side, and right. it's just like you don't hear about those names anymore. You, if you don't adapt, you just keep getting left, but you can continue to be left behind. Yeah, I, I don't think Barcelona will. I think that they'll eventually figure it out. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. How long do you think that'll take? I don't. How long it take? Long uh, I mean, yeah. Barcelona's, you know, the basically their ownership structure. I mean, they have like close to 150,000 people that are, are members of the club that are basically the people that have to make and improve all the financial decisions of the club. I mean, I mean, even to get uh, 
Xavi, they had to play out pay out Al Saad in Qatar. Um, they had to pay him out basically close to six million dollars for oh, six? You know, like a okay. like a like a buyout contract. Uh, you know, they're just, just on our tab. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I mean, five million dollars, like whatever, I guess. But for you know, essentially a billion dollar brand. But that's what they said when they're signing Messi, four hundred something million dollars. I guess. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's just you know, the, it just adds up and adds up and adds up. So they're at this point now where. I mean, they're they're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting one, especially because it seems like that Te- Tebas Tebas guy, mm-hmm. the guy who was in charge of La Liga, yeah, him and him and uh, him and uh, both both Perez at Real Madrid and also Laporta at uh, Barcelona, they don't seem to get along very well. Yeah, they all seem to don't 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 be or they aren't the best of buddies. So it's like I feel like maybe rules and regulations regarding finances maybe might continue to be like you know how barcelona's like wage like sal- wage salary was brought down to 97 million for this season compared to what it was which was like 250 million less than what it used to be last season so it's like it's like working with your hands tied behind your back you know yeah i i just think those kind of um stipulations and i don't know what else to call it but those those regulations that have been imposed on Barcelona are going to hinder them. Cause I wanted to compare it to Juventus in 2006, 2007, where they were automatically yeah. like relegated to uh, Serie B, um, which they did win by the way. And <laughs> they win Del- the first season. Yeah. Del Piero was, was their top goal scorer that season too. <laughs> like, just absolutely dominated. It's cool, Serie it's cool B. that he stayed. Um, the, the challenge that I, I foresee it is, Cool, but they all stayed, right? That was kind of the thing with Juventus. I don't really know, to be honest. Like I was, no, like, they, they kept most of their players because I was a kind of a like low key Juventus fan at that point in time. But I was trying to see if there were parallels between Juventus in 0607 and Barcelona now. But what mm-hmm. Barcelona's kind of been dealing with Sierra, um, whatever it is, the Italian league basically said to Juventus, "Here's your punishment. Pay this fine. You're going to spend a league in the doghouse. You're going to have last year's title stripped, and we'll see you when you get back." It, that's a punishment, right? La Liga is pretty much slamming noise, <laughs> right? La Liga, unlike the Italian league, has cut off the food going in. Yeah, right. That they're starving the club, and I think that's a much more detrimental kind of thing. So, like, I think you're going to see Barcelona fall down, not necessarily leagues, but ninth place for this this team at this point in time is kind of in- indicative of that, right? So you could see them at the at the bottom of the table. You could see them battling for relegation. Alex, I know you dropped off real quick. I was trying to draw parallels between Juventus and Barcelona. Mm. When Juventus were like given sanctions yeah. uh, for, for cheating. It's just not possible, right? So for me, I think Barcelona, this is going to be like a five or ten year restructuring Whoa. that has to happen because they don't have the ability to pay their staff. And La Liga basically said, by the way, you can't spend this money on players which means you're not going to be able to make any more money, but you're already not able to spend the money you don't have. So right. it's just a, a catch-22 that's going to take them longer to kind of fall down from, if you will. Yeah, I can see that. It's just, you know, I, I it's almost like a club that's too big to fail. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I can't see them getting to a point where they would be placed under such financial duress that they couldn't move forward. But they're going to be a different club for the next couple of years. 
for sure. They're going to be uh, anybody that's a Barcelona fan. I think needs to tamper their expectations of what their club is going to be, and then you know they have to have a five-year plan essentially and like build towards that and get back know. to where they were. I don't know if they can be too big to fail. You got to think like, how much debt were they in? Uh, all of it. I don't even yeah. know the number. I'm just going to call it all of it. They owe my student loans. Like, <laughs> wasn't it like billions? I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was like 1.2. Uh, 1.57 billion. Right. So, like, if I define a club as being a big club, I define it based on their net worth. Yeah. And for me, that net worth being that much of a deficit makes them no longer a big club, especially when they have their players and their salary cap stripped. In their quest to be the biggest club, they thought the biggest club was judged on the biggest amount of debt. They thought I mean, they were killing it. We win. Yeah, Barcelona's we net win. worth is $4 billion. So, okay. They got a $3 so billion though, dollar net. Right. <laughs> All right. So that then La Liga is obviously looking at it in the foresight of like, this is going to write your books. Right. All right. It's cool. So I don't know about you guys, but I am sick of these international breaks. I think it's the best thing to have in Man United right now. Yeah. But I wish they would kind of uh, simmer down a little bit. Yeah. Well, they're about to. This is the last one till March. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and this is not our last episode until March. Um, a reminder before we leave, please a check out writer. Swift. A, re- a remind writer uh, to check out swiftkickspod.com and follow us over at Real Swift Kicks. Uh, and once again, we were live. This was this was live. Yeah. It was a video. Uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Whatever tell you guys us, want. Tell us in the comments below how we did, but only if it's positive reinforcement. Right. Please, only please five don't. Five-star reviews. Just, yeah. <laughs> for, for, I'll say three and up. Like anything below a three, you're just bullying us. Cyberbullying is a real problem. Yeah. And then tell a friend and ta-ta for now. I don't know what else to say. Peace out. Ricardo.